Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. One is Mark and John's the other. They're just friends. They are not lovers. It's two old queens. It's two old queens. They're just sassy, not that mean. Two old queens. It's two old queens. Now shut up. Hello. Hello. Welcome to two old queens. I'm John Flynn. I'm Mark Rennie. Mark, I am so excited. Please let everyone know who our guest is this week. He's a writer and performer. You've seen him on American Princess and Wrecked. It's Lucas Hazlett. Yay. Hello. Oh, hello. Hello. I, Thank you. I always I always love when uh, I get introduced like that because in my head, every time I'm always like, you haven't seen me on those shows. If you, if you saw me, they'd still be on the air. That's why they're not on the air. That's just me being You know, it's me. a new world of streaming. Yeah, that exactly. is very true. Amazon can Prime, watch it, you know, Amazon. We're all Prime, on all the, the time. That is so true. Um, now this episode comes out when, John? This episode is coming out November fourth. But oh, uh, great! We... <laughs> <laughs> so we just wanted to let everyone know that it is now October sixth when we're recording this. So who knows what might have happened between now and then? But no. uh, this might happened. be the first. Uh, thing people hear when the streets burn and and <laughs> there's complete and utter chaos in America. Exactly. I mean, is that's so different than right now? Complete. It really chaos. Isn't. It's just going to be a different so variety of chaos. Yeah, that's very true. It's just going to be. I might actually be in, involved in it, burning things down. <laughs> is what. That's well, the only that's difference. Fair. Yeah. Fair enough. I did think the other night. I was like, oh, this is probably the most stressful time of our lives. Like, just in terms of pure political, you know, I mean, this is probably the most stressful moment of our entire lives. And we're all going through it together. Yeah, I certainly I know really feel this way bad, 10 but... years ago. Yeah, I <laughs> No, I didn't. I This is the first time where I was like, wait, even in 2016, I was just like, we're not going to elect this guy. Right. 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 And <laughs> then it happened. It was like, OK, that was stupid. This time. It's like now that we know. Just like, I don't know. I don't know. Right. And we have the fun. You know, there's a pandemic. 
wildfires. There's just, you know, there's it's a hat on a hat on a hat right now. It's there's too, too much. much going on. Yeah. Yeah, if this were a TV show, we'd ask them to spread it out over a couple seasons. Oh, yes. Not... Uh, those have been my favorite memes. <laughs> those, those The people that keep saying, like, whoever's writing 2020, it's like, save some for the finale. And then when Trump got sick, it was like, wait, sure. uh-oh, where is this season going? Because this is not what we expected. Right? Mm-hmm. Those murder hornets did not panic. Yo, they were see, set up. Nothing happened. They were like the smoke monster. Uh oh. The smoke see, monster now, made sense. Did it? You, not at the yeah, end. It was a def- <laughs> well, it was all purgatory. I was okay. there. I was at lost for the uh, characters and not so much the mythology. And for the characters, they, I was happy with the finale. That wasn't why I watched. I have. This is the the, the line I always say about Lost. Um, it's not the story I wish they told, but it's the best possible way they could have told that story. It ended perfectly okay. for the story they chose. Unlike another <laughs> show that I loved, you know, Game of Thrones was like, oh no, that was the right story. You guys just sucked at telling it. Like that just wasn't the way yeah. to tell that story. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. Well, speaking of telling tall tales and <laughs> stories, we're talking about okay. a movie. What yes. a segue, Mark Rennie. <laughs> Specifically, we're talking Talking about the film Death Becomes Her. John, what's the deal with Death Becomes Her? Mark, let me tell you the deal with Death Becomes Her. It was directed by Robert Zemeckis. It was written by David Kep and Martin Donovan. And it tells the story of Helen, a writer, and Madeline, an actress, who have been toxic friends since childhood. Madeline is married to Ernest, a plastic surgeon who was once Helen's fiance. And after recovering from a mental breakdown, Helen seeks revenge by stealing back Ernest and plotting to kill Madeline. However, both women have drunk a magic potion that promises eternal youth, and as they try to eliminate each other, they discover they become immortal and that life will never be the same again. Uh, it stars Meryl Streep, Goldie Hawn, Bruce Willis, and Isabella Rossellini. The film opened on July 31st in 1992. It was a commercial success, grossing $149 million off of a budget of $55 million, but it received mixed reviews from critics. Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert both gave the film a thumbs down, commenting that while the film had great special effects, it lacked any real substance or character depth. But speaking of special effects, Death Becomes Her won the Academy Award for Best uh, Visual Effects. And that is the deal with Death Becomes Her. Uh, Lucas, we asked you to pick a movie. Why Death Becomes Her? Well, I the thing about this movie that I love dearly is um, I, want, I one time wanted to do a... a show a one-man show called white women who made me gay and it was so for those who have no idea who i am which is most people i'm i'm half black and half white um jewish and my mom is is jewish she's white and so i just thought it would be funny to think about all the different movies i've i grew up watching where very flamboyant white women just made me go oh i want to be just Mm. like that i want to be like helen i want to be like madeline um, the other, uh, you know, Catwoman in Batman Returns was another one that made me, I was like, I, Michelle Pfeiffer, Michelle Pfeiffer in that, in that movie is just, <laughs> that oh, is yeah. the sure. gayest. Um, but these two in particular, just the, it, it tapped in, even as a kid, I already was kind of a jealous, envious, uh, put upon person like I, I already had like why does that kid always get the attention and nobody loves me I was totally on on Madeline or Helen's side like that scene where she's just like I want to talk about Madeline Ashton and she's just I that is that literally is me is I have so many Madeline Ashtons in my life and who I would love to push down the stairs um like in Showgirls also um 
Exactly. So that so that there's just some about that movie that just when I was ever since I was a kid and I saw that I was just like this is speaking to a, a part of my flamboyance that at that time I was only nine. Uh, sure. I didn't know what this was, but I knew what it was. I knew there was something right. that was like, you get this movie. And of course, there's, you know, yes. there's a lot going on in that movie that I also enjoyed for other reasons. Sure. <laughs> well, fabulous. Uh, John, what's your history with Death Becomes Her? I have actually had never seen Death Becomes Her until uh, yesterday. Uh, it was one of those movies that somehow I missed and people keep always go, you haven't seen Death Becomes Her. Uh, and so I was glad I finally got a chance to see it. Uh, it's very good. I don't think it's like classic 100% like like top shelf, but I get why people love it. It's a little like the, 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 the pacing of the story is kind of all over the place. It's a lot of confusing, a lot of stuff, but the performances are all really, really fun. Mm -hmm. uh, and I do think the special effects hold up, which is really nice and not something you would sort of expect to say. Um, so it's fun, even though there, it feels sort of uh, wonky to me in a lot of structural ways. But how about you, Mark? What is your history with Death Becomes Her? Um, I'm pretty, well, what do you consider top shelf? I'm just curious. Yeah, what's your McAllen 18? Um, yeah, if it's not, if this isn't top shelf, what is? I don't know. I just think that there's there's so much story, like the pacing of it is weird, where it's like, ah. we have within the first 15 minutes, we have two title cards that say seven years later. I think that's sort of not great storytelling. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's a little wonky. Uh, obviously, I mean, the, the lore is that like they did a test screening and audience hated the ending, so they reached, they reshot the ending. So like... Um, uh, what's her name? Tracy Ullman was in this Tracy movie Ullman, and they cut her right. out completely, right. even though she's still in the trailer a whole lot. Mm -hmm. um, so it had Standing that on like feel some to hill, to right? Yeah. If I remember, she's just like weirdly on a hill. That's all I, I remember. I think it was like a happy part. ending originally. Somehow they come yeah. up with these characters do not deserve a happy ending. Right, but, exactly. Um, I, I think it was originally meant to be like a Tales from the Crypt movie. Yes, an episode of Tales, yeah, or a movie. Um, but sense. I saw this in the theaters as a young teen and mm -hmm. I loved it. And I've seen it probably five or six times since then. I haven't seen it maybe in five years or so, but I think it's hilarious. I don't know. I think it's so funny. Um, they're so, such assholes. I love Beverly Hills Zombies. It's, such, it's still resonant today, I feel like. <laughs> uh, it's like, uh, I don't know, when other movie has there ever been like such like a gay body horror comedy? I can't think of any other movie that's like this, that's scary, but also it's like generally gross at times and yes. also really campy funny at the same time. So it's, it's I can't think of another movie movie that has a similar tone so to me uh i think it's a i think it's a blast so lucas when, oh yes go ahead oh go ahead i was just gonna say when i i was re-watching it probably for like the not to like be like oh, i've seen it more but like for the oomph time <laughs> i definitely i definitely have seen it more than five times which is weird um but it was dawn i dawned on me i was telling my uh, roommate who was i was watching it with um that this movie oddly is the QAnon theory that like everyone in Hollywood is oh, like, okay. they're, yeah, they're yeah. like drinking oh, baby right. guts so they live forever. Yes. And it's like, uh-oh, <laughs> this movie is the basis of a, a very popular conspiracy theory going on in our country right now. And I was like, no. You know, if, <laughs> if QAnon really did like worship or believe death becomes her, they'd be a lot better dressed. First off, people. we have to, That's we have to, true point out that of all the letters in the alphabet, QAnon chose Q, 
I mean, how dare they? That's already something. Girl, what's up? Can we chat? Can we kiki? That is not their letter to use. Not your letter. Mm -hmm. Well, Lucas, as you may or may not know, but I believe you do, we are looking for the gayest movie ever. So we have a very complex and Byzantine scoring system with which to judge these movies. So we're going to go through a bunch of categories. Uh, We're all going to score it. uh, And then we're going to take, uh, we're going to figure out where it lands. Now, at some point, you are going to add a category and it will be added Added to the the wheel. wheel. And you'll see what that that means when we get to it. So right now, this is our current top five ranking. So... Uh, top five with a 78.63% Strictly Ballroom. In fourth place with a 79.51% Grease 2. In third place with a solid 83% Clue. In second place with an 85.19% The Lost Boys. And our current reigning champ, the gayest movie ever with a still unbeatable 94.83% Female Trouble. Wow. So that's where we're at. Where do you think uh, Death Becomes Her is going to end up? I think that... It, pro- it provided I know what I'm doing scoring wise, because my scores, <laughs> who knows what I'm up to. But I think Death Becomes Her should make its way into the top five. If those are the, not the top three, but I think it has a very strong <laughs> okay. case to be made for knocking off um, one of the, I've already forgot the Strictly the Ballroom? Strictly Ballroom or Grease 2? I, oh, I think you know, it can knock off one of those two. I really really believe that i think you might I don't know. be right john what do yeah. you think i think, uh, I think it'll be i think it might be top 10 i don't know if it would be top five. okay that's fair okay. i mean grease 2 does have lorna loved sure this only okay, okay whatever uh john's I, coming I was in clearly biased already yeah. okay wow i have an opinion and it's a bias Ooh. <laughs> yes we all do uh-huh i all i right. do think that even being just as uh, as objective as i can be so that the viewers know that i i truly mean this and i'm partial <laughs> or impartial i'm being as objective the lost I... boys pretty fucking gay movie that's yeah. pretty yes. gay so yeah all right our first category, these are the canon categories. So for these categories, we're each going to score it on a scale of 0 to 100, and then we take the average of each of our scores. So the first category, on a scale of 0 to 100, how would you rate Death Becomes Her in actual gay characters? This is for me directly first, right? The this gay. is for well, you, we can, also, we can all start talking about okay. I mean, well, We've got Chagall. We've got Mr. That's the, Chagall. He's the, he's, he's the only one that is, like, given their moment to be a king that's i didn't want to say it but yeah that is the hollywood term for moment he's the only one that has speaking parts i would say though that the at the end of the movie when all of the celebrities are gathered in in um house there are definitely some gay celebrities there oh yeah Yeah. so there are gay people in that scene but if we're talking about like true gay characters that are like they're gay i would say chagall is the the one that really take is, sure. the, is the focus of it um and the spattering there's got to be dancers yeah. in her chorus oh, and the, oh, all, the, all, the, all the chorus boys are, boys are gay. gay exactly i actually think isabella gay. rossellini's like little henchmen tom dick and harry they they're, seem pretty gay they're wearing they're, a lot of spandex yeah they they serve up a lot of beefcake, yeah. There, there is a lot of beefcake on the menu. Um, it's a lot of tartar, and mm-hmm. I think, yeah. Then you know what? Fuck it. I'm going ninety. I don't know what. I don't know how the score works. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going, going. I'm going. I guess a hundred would be like the boys in the band. So oh, right, I see. Anyway. So then I would say that that I'll take ninety back. 
Chagall <laughs> gets you a solid 40%. But All those right. chorus okay. boys and the fact that there are celebrities in that scene that just don't get their moment to shine, but they're definitely... Sure. I also want to... I would also throw in the ring potentially Rose, the maid, played by Nancy Fish. There is some lesbian loyalty. Didn't you think she was kind of flirting? But she was like flirting with... Bruce Willis when she's like brings well, him who in doesn't like... flirt with Bruce Willis I mean come on I Bruce think Willis she was just 90s. trying to wake him up <laughs> Dr. Menville like she was just trying to wake that that dude up there is she was a doing lot a of mean Thelma les- Ritter lesbian <laughs> kind of homoeroticism so I would say Chagall gives you 40 and then all the, the those tangential things I think are a solid 25 added to that so 65% 65 65 I'm gonna say I'll give a 30 to Chagall 20 to the chorus boys mm, okay. and five for Nancy Fish. So I'll go 55. Okay. 55. <laughs> um, I'm going to go 45. Pretty much mostly all for Chagall and the chorus boys. So that's how Love we it. ended up with an average of 55. Yeah. Yeah. That's Still pretty average. good. Okay. Still pretty good. I mean, for that's the second that's highest really, for the last really doesn't 11. have any gay characters. In it. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. And that is still sadly the second highest score of the last 11 categories. <laughs> Uh, all right, the next category, Drag Queen Inspiration. How would you rate Death Becomes Her in Drag Queen Inspiration? Well, for this, I would have to give it an incredibly high score. I would say 85, because these I... women are, they are drag queens They at this point. They're just Absolutely. women in drag. And we do have it on record that the winner of Drag Race Season 5, Jinx Monsoon, has Jinx Monsoon. cited the movie ah, as an inspiration be to become Huge a drag queen. There was there even a is. Death Becomes Her uh, uh, challenge. runway challenge once. Um, it's yeah, and it, that, it is weird. If like, that's it does the case, feel like... not 85, 90. Yeah. I'm going higher. <laughs> I'm going 100. If it made drag race, I'm going 100. That's a full 100. <laughs> I think that's fair. Yes. <laughs> I'll go 90 for, for this one. 90? That's crazy. Yeah. What more does this movie <laughs> have to do? No, I do people. I don't know. I just ninety. Yeah, this is I'm three points too. lower than the Lost Boys, which has never had a drag race <laughs> challenge, which has not, not inspired Jinx Monsoon. But it, Sharon Needles. Mm. Oh boy, see, the, here's the bias. We're in its ugly head. You're not being... <laughs> Love it. Oh, oh, 90. Yeah, I'm really handicapping this movie. Three points. It, it's on a par with mermaids. Cher. 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 That's fair. Cheryl Streep and Goldie Hawn and Isabel Rossi. Isabel Rossi. And inspired Cher Grace trumps all of them. Cher is more. Cher the is movie the next, mermaids uh, level has not inspired an entire drag race And challenge. wasn't Greta Garbo a lesbian? There have been plenty of, of them. Do it. They had to do a mermaid challenge a few seasons ago. Not mermaids on the movie. Well, j- oh, one letter. Oh, mark. when I. Oh, okay, okay, sure. Yeah, right. Letters well, are important. Ninety-six. That's true. true. All right. Our next category: gay icons. How would you rate Death Becomes Her in gay icons? Well, I mean, again, weighting it mathematically, who who knows? But gay icons, it, it's super high because both Meryl yeah. Streep and and. Yeah. Goldie and, and Isabella Rossellini are all very mm-hmm. high ranking. So I'll go 90. 90. Uh, I'll do, I'm actually going to go 95. I would go higher, but I'm dinging them for editing out Tracy Ullman. Ooh, fair. <laughs> um, This is 100 to me. It's like Meryl Streep and Gold. Like, wouldn't Meryl Streep on her own be 100? Like, oh, is shit. there a bigger when yes we say? No. I feel like her look in this, though, is like the dress rehearsal. Constantly for changing. Prada. I'm handicapping my own offer? <laughs> this is crazy. 
You said her look, but don't you mean her looks? Multiple? She has there constant. Are mul- she does costume she changes. She has multiple. She does have many, yes. Well, because every, every time you turn around, seven years have gone by. It's great. Very fair. Fair. Don't we love that? <laughs> she, the movie also linger? opens with a musical number where she's singing about, you know, herself <laughs> me. in that way. Me. Yeah. That's the gayest <laughs> thing me. of all time. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I, can yeah. I, before you give the average, I, I need ahead. to amend my score. I'm going 400. Yeah. I'm going 400. I think that's correct. Give her an average of 98.33. All right. Pretty gay. (laughs) Pretty good. All right. The next category, the male gaze. How horny is the camera for the male form? Okay. I do have to say for a straight guy, I thought Robert Zemeckis kind of like availed himself pretty well. You know what I mean? Like in terms of handling, this is not so much the male gaze, but in terms of like the camp tone of everything, it didn't feel like what John likes to call like straight camp. You know what I mean? It felt like <laughs> sure. It felt pretty like I don't know. It felt like he had a good handle on the we tone. Had a couple, of this thing. We had a couple like beefcake moments. We had Dakota, that was Meryl's boyfriend. The he pool likes. boy. The pool boy. Mm-hmm. There were some doormen at Goldie Hawn's place that was like uh, all of Liesel's boys. All of Liesel's boys are real. Liesel's sort of like, boys are definitely yeah. there to be gazed upon. I should mean, be, the way yeah, they're sitting enjoyed. and just like. <laughs> Drink me in, camera. I mean, and Fabio is in it, and Fabio is like the most, True. you know, gay baby. <laughs> he is just male gaze. Gay. He's pure beef. <laughs> Swedish. Are beef. gay men attracted to Fabio? In the nineties, I mean, they were. Perhaps some are. <laughs> I do have on record. I know multiple gay men who are very attracted to Bruce Willis in this movie. Okay. In Joy this movie. Is what- that feels weird because I feel like he sort of we didn't really take advantage of Bruce Willis in this. But this movie. is when Bruce Willis. I like I watching this is like oh yeah Bruce Willis used to be funny like he used to have fun oh in movies. Sure, you know what yeah. I mean. He used to be like a comedic actor and now have he's just you like ever like, seen soulless. Hudson Hawk? I've seen. <laughs> we have not. Okay, Hudson no, Hawk is the is the movie that Bruce Willis thought he was funny in. Death mm, Becomes yeah. Her is the movie that proved, no, Bruce, you are funny, but you need, you can't be the dictating, the copy. Right. That's not how it works. <laughs> well, this role, his role was, was originally, his, this role was originally played, was supposed to be played by Kevin Klein. Oh, I, I, really I make that sense. movie. I need it's to invent a time machine and go into that dimension <laughs> because that is perfect. <laughs> then it becomes yeah. full that's yeah. the whole that's the whole smorgasbord of gay for me then. But I do th- I thought Bruce Willis was pretty good in this though. He was I, I do he think he does a own. good job, but I do think I do think like he contributes to the weird unevenness of the movie. Like there are times you're like, what is this movie about exactly? Whose sure. movie is this? What exactly What are you talking Where's about? It's about old actresses trying to hold on to their youth. What more sure. is there? Can you I imagine the though, so... Kevin Klein? Kevin Klein, I think, does it makes it that a whole thing new level. he does sure. in every one of his movies, where he he's that scream talk that he does, where he'll mm-hmm. like, like like when Bruce Willis screams out like you know uh, it's a miracle, uh, it's a miracle. Kevin Klein would have delivered that in yeah. that soap dish <laughs> way, where he was like, right. it, it would have been mwah, magnificent. So, what do we want to give this for the male gaze? Well, because all the male gaze is happening as like background characters, I have to be fair to it. I would probably say like 70. 70. Yeah. Yeah, Pretty I'm going to go 70 as well. Because like, I think you got Bruce Willis at like, yeah, I and again, like, I do think he's very good in this, but like, he's at his like peak sexiness. And you're like, 
What if he wears an oversized dress shirt the whole time? Yeah. And it's like, don't you think yeah. Pulp Fiction is his peak sexiness? But I think like I this time, I mean, it's around this, I mean, like in his time, like this was like 92, which is around mm-hmm. when, that's, isn't that when Pulp Fiction was yeah. as well? Or 94, 94, 94. So it's like, 94, 94. Yeah, so it's like, it's like the golden years of Bruce Willis and we're sort of not taking advantage of it. All right, well, we give it an average of 70. All right, next category, entrances with pizzazz. 100. There's a ton. (laughs) That's Robert Zemeckis for you. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. There are so many, how many, there's like at least three or four characters who are introduced because you didn't know they were there the whole time. They're sitting in a chair and out of nowhere they go. (laughs) Right, like pan. Bang, yes. And it's like, that is... That is, you get before you get these like women entering with like at doors and you know, lightning right, yeah. crashing. It's pizzazz, a <laughs> hundred total pizzazz. I also liked when um Madeline interrupts uh Bruce Ernst's surgery with by tapping <laughs> on the glass, holding a bouquet and a bottle of champagne. I thought that was a pretty fun entrance. He waves back and there's blood on his hand. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, just that's great. so great. This was, uh, I forgot, like, this is, like, a fun gay Halloween movie. Like, this oh, was, like, because yeah. we're recording yeah. right around, this is, like, perfect for mm-hmm. because it is, like, such, there's so much body horror and macabre, as mm-hmm. we will get to, but. Yeah. I also think, like, Goldie Hawn at the book launch party, where, like, yes. it's that, that very, like, it's not, like, pizzazzy and, like, a ha-cha, but, like, it was really smart and really exciting to, like, the from behind thing. So, yeah, I think it, there's a lot of great. And also Helen arriving in the, Mm -hmm. she arrives at the front door in that umbrella. Oh, I know. Mm -hmm. Madeline, I need to speak to Madeline. (laughs) Madeline, I need to speak to Madeline. She's not here. Great. I mean, come on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then the thing with Madeline and Helen arriving as a team, finally you see their silhouettes. Yes. In the hole through Helen. Oh, I love it. Uh, So you're giving it a hundred. I got to go full on one zero zero. All right. I'm going to go 95. 95. Uh, I'm going to go 100. I think we're at Beetlejuice levels. Ooh. <laughs> Giving an average of 98.33. Very wow. good. All right. Okay. There's another character this movie might do okay. well. Strident <laughs> Women. Great Death Becomes Her and Strident <laughs> Women. Well, first of all, I just want to clarify what the hell is Strident being used to mean here? Let's, well, let's just get sort that of out supposed of the way. to mean very like irritating, annoying women, but we tend to mean it as, as men like, would define them. I see. <laughs> well, that's, that's, I'm thinking Webster, who I guess was a man. Um, Thank but you. like typically, what we have on this podcast is meant more like empowered, strong, like women who are going to stand up for themselves and not be hmm. a doormat. That's typically I, how men would call a bitch. Interesting. So you're asking, where do I put strident women for <laughs> death becomes her? Exactly. Can you go higher than a hundred? Because this Mark is Mark will not allow it. Mark no, that's not, not how it. percentages work. Damn you, math! Um, I have to go without a question, one hundred percent for this. Yeah, is there a woman who isn't strident? I think is maybe the question. I Even Helen's psychologist is like sick of her. She's the, that, that, all, the, so, all the people all in group, them. everyone in group is like enough. Even the women at the right out the beginning who leave the Love Broadway them. theater are just like, yeah. oh God, Madeline asked it. It's there's not you're right, there's not a single non-strident woman. They're all it's just where on the stridency magnitude yes. do they fall? Mm-hmm. John, what are you gonna give it? I will give it a hundred as well. Wow, John. I will come out of your liberal bubble, <laughs> give it an average of a hundred. Bing bing bing. All right, the next category, macabre. How macabre is Death Becomes Her? 
I mean, look, it's almost as if I gave this to you on a silver platter. This might make it high up in that five. It is a hundred for macabre. Death is the first word, and there is it's the it's right out the gate. And tonally, I think not only did we mention that it was originally going to be a Tales from a Crypt, Tales from the Crypt uh, episode. Yeah, movie, episode yeah. The fact that it still is the Tales from the Crypt people, Robert Zemeckis mm-hmm. directing it. Um, mm-hmm. I Even though Danny Elfman did the Tales from the Crypt theme, I'm, I think Alan Silvestri did some Tales from the Crypt episodes. And his score for Death Becomes Her is so 1950s. It's just so like, oh my God. Um, but literally, the movie is about cheating death and the violation yeah. of natural body law. horror. It is body horror. It is macabre. It's like if uh, David Cronenberg directed Soap Dish, this movie. Oh my God. First off, why are we doing, why are you doing a podcast and not pitching that to Hollywood right now? I don't know. Imagine a movie where it's Soap Dish, but David Cronenberg is directing it. That, That's I Death want Becomes that Her. That's you have that movie. You just you watched it. it. That's fair. Okay. Stop yelling at me. Um, uh, right? I love the thing. Strided um, men. Jeez. There's also murder plans. Murder plans. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Crazy cat ladies are pretty macabre. Yes. Uh-huh. I also love when they're taught when they're seeing the murder plan and you see that there's still a vodka bottle in Madeline's hand in the autopsy. Oh my I God. thought that was very fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I think this movie's pretty macabre. Like you just see their bodies get to like the neck bones sticking out of her. Oh, it's so gross. Yes. Yeah. And like them falling down the stairs, I was like, that's no joke. Like those are real, the like hard. Those are first brutal. sound it's so good. Is she breaks her neck on the first fall. It goes, yeah. She falls and it goes crunch, and it's like, oh, they're really good. Uh, so, John, what are you going to give this for Macabre? I'll give it a, I, I'll give it a ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. Um, I'm gonna, yeah, I think I'm gonna go 95 because it is pretty macabre, but it is still like there's a camp tone to all of it. Very so sure, there's sure, never sure. a moment where you're really like, oh, this is disgusting, upsetting. That's yeah. although I'm the just... thing with the neck bones at the doctor's office, I oh, think, yeah. is genuinely upsetting. Well, sure. what about the fact that they score a joke out of Sidney Pollock dying because he <laughs> he's the doctor and he's like testing her That's out, true. and it's so shocking that they make a joke out of him having a heart attack. Can you imagine dark comedy? (laughs) I mean, there it is. Uh, All right. I think there's another good category for this movie. Dramatic lighting. Oh my God. We, 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 the (laughs) fact that first of all, Dean Cundy is the cinematographer. Thank you. Thank you. And this dude gave us the lighting of Jurassic Park. He gave us Roger Rabbit. He gave us Halloween back to the future. Mm -hmm. He is one of the greatest uh, cinematographers of all time. And the lighting in this is soap opera macabre dramatic yeah. to the really tea. fun i have so much to go key light on the 100. eyes yeah. absolutely a lot of morticia adams yeah yeah lighting even like the potion has a fun dramatic lighting effect to it that they drink yeah i swear that there's a moment where there's people in there it almost looks like yes there is there are yeah like there's um, two naked bodies floating mm-hmm. around in that potion um i've got some theories as to what that is. Um, but I, I, for this, if you're talking about cinematography in a movie that's this special effects laden and tone, 100. Dean Cundy, 100. So many silhouettes that I noticed this time. Also, I love the shot of Bruce Willis looking in the fire and then like flames have consumed his glasses mm-hmm. yeah. are reflected in the fire. And the silhouette of the shovel fight, like that really stupid shovel fight they have. The, yeah, really the choreography on that is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess. I guess oh, I have to go you 100. hate to do it. Wow. Is that interesting <laughs> that you hate to do it? Interesting. And yet um, I'm doing it. Isn't that wow. interesting? But you have to make, make a big sigh. Um, <laughs> I'm also going to give it 100, giving an average of 100, which is the highest in the last 11 uh, movies. Oh, sorry, mermaids, only 29.33 in dramatic lighting. <laughs> oh, what happened to you in mermaids? What did mermaids do? It's dull. Okay. Um, <laughs> it bored you. Yeah. Um, that's, I'd rather a movie be bad than boring. Okay. Boring is the wow. worst thing for you. Never gonna remember because you'll I'll rewatch a bad movie. I oh, absolutely. Watch sure. a boring movie. Never. That's very never true. done that. Um, all right. The next category: vibrato. How would you write this on vibrato? Okay. So we mean for vibrato, in addition to the literal like vocal, also mm-hmm. like anytime there's something extra, they take a moment and give it more than it maybe needs, but you like it. Okay, so then for that, I could be an asshole and just say hundred, but I think for this, if I'm if I really am thinking about it, I think that please really uh, think about it. I would. I'm gonna ding it a little because it could have gone further in a lot of places, but I'm gonna give it ninety on top 90. of both actual vibrato because there's singing and there's right. some, Meryl gives line reads that she is extending and delighting in language. Like when she says, now a warning, that is just, oh my God, iconic. (laughs) Also Um, how far, like those, the, like we said, the falling down the stairs stunt, and like how far yes. Helen flies when she's shot with the shotgun. Yeah, there (laughs) are some legit, like they push. I think there could have, I'm only giving it a 90 and not a hundred because there are probably areas where they could have gone even further with it. Well, if it was Kevin Klein instead of Bruce Willis, it probably would have gotten. Oh, it would have got a sure. hundred. His his line. If they somehow kept Tracy Ullman in it, yeah. That now I think thinking about it, weren't the two of them in a movie "Love You to Death" or something like yes. that? Or to yeah. death, whatever. Yeah. If she tries to kill him. Yeah. yeah um, okay. I shouldn't have brought that yeah, up. I, that might sneak in as a, <laughs> a sleeper hit. Uh, yeah, I think ninety feels about right. Like they do do, they have a lot of fun. I like, I get why this movie is so popular and so many people love it. Like there's, the, it's the performances. They make a meal out of everything. They do such a great job. It is so fun. I just wish that the story felt more cohesive. To me, it like, it falls short just in like, it it feels like a little uneven and a little half-baked at times. Um, but I think it's a lot of fun. So I, again, I'll go 90. Yeah, I don't think anyone's coming to death becomes her for like a tight structure. It's like, it's, yeah. It's fun. And like, it starts with a Broadway musical, an original number based on the sweet bird of youth. (laughs) But I will say this and watching it, I was like, no one would leave this number in droves. No one would leave in droves. <laughs> well, we would. Like, I wanted it to be. No, I think it needed to be. Like, it kind of needed to be like a springtime for Hitler. Like, if it wanted to have that response, and like, <laughs> no. it was, it was just dumb. Like, I agree, it was dumb in a fun way, like in a very delightful, fun way. Like, it was dumb the way it wanted it to be. But it wasn't like a we are leaving. Like, trust me, I've sat through a whole lot of really mediocre to shitty Broadway musicals that people are fine to just. I invited you to those as a friend, John. <laughs> did. did did people leave in droves in the opening of Starlight Express? Because if they, if I didn't they, see that one. If they stayed, but they for didn't that... for Civil War. I saw uh, what's her name's. Uh, <laughs> it's a great story. Uh, Three's Company. Some uh, Summers. Suzanne Summers did a oh. one-woman show that people stayed for. Um, oh, no, <laughs> people people would not have walked out of Songbird quite in the way that they did in this movie. They yeah, were it's almost angry. like this movie. 
It's almost yeah. like this movie takes place in a heightened reality or something. <laughs> it's so weird. weird, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, all right, the next category, footwork. What did you give it for vibrato? Uh, uh, 90, I think I met you guys. Uh, footwork, how would you rate it on the footwork? Well, we got this opening. We got this opening number. Think the very, sure. It is very funny when the song goes into the disco bridge. Oh, right 100%. So great. That yeah. is so good. And but even also, the people leaving the theater. That's footwork. Were you giving it up? Were you giving it 100% or were you using 100% as a... Uh, an affirmation of that you agreed with that <laughs> statement because I'm giving it a hundred for footwork because there is, there are moments in this that require, pr first of all, it's footwork within the movie, but because it's such a special effects laden film, everything yeah. has to be choreographed yes. perfectly. So these actors have to hit marks in order for like, for Meryl to make sense when she's like flopping around for, for mm -hmm. Goldie to stick the landing on, on with the hole in her stomach footwork. Yeah. Everyone is so beautifully choreographed in this movie. And their even final the dogs at the very end when they're like super old and like yeah. 20, 35, they're they have yeah. very funny walks because oh, clearly the, their yeah. legs right. have been <laughs> their bodies shattered. have fallen apart and been brought together again. <laughs> they had that weird moment with the floating nuns. That was sort of fun footwork. <laughs> yeah. But that was another thing where like it was like, like a half big thing. Because yes. apparently there were other things that they had to cut. Oh, <laughs> that almost felt like, like are we in a dream sequence right now like this is mm -hmm. weird bruce willis has a fun thing where he's running through the hospital and he's like running like a weirdo and fun so yeah there's a lot of great fun footwork in this uh so what are you gonna give it john i will give it a i'll give it a 90 90 uh i'm gonna go 95 given an average of 95 mm. wow that's better than mermaids only has 61 in footwork <laughs> wow <All right. laughs> next category Animal print. How would you rate this on animal print? Was there any animal print? Yeah, I don't think there was any animal print. I got to go big zero on this one. I don't remember there being any kind of... I, I remember there being boas, but I don't know if, right. I, if there was any print, animal print. Is a boa an animal, a feathered print? No. Oh, wait. No. Um, I'm not sure if it was Tom, Dick, or Harry, which are the names of Isabella Rossellini's uh, mm -hmm. uh, houseboys. One of them had hot pink zebra-striped um oh. like repants okay okay so, so one. there definitely was a so one. i'm bringing something very positive to the table mark yes, let's, you let's are. note that okay How rare for you oh this yes make you very uncomfortable <laughs> oh, pink so hot pants weird. did it uh, yeah they always i'll do. give it a i'll give it a 15 for those pants 15 oh. um sure i'll give it a 15 why not Mm -hmm. um give an average of 10.33 all right lucas this is the last of the canon categories on a scale oh. of zero to a hundred how likely are you to recommend death becomes her to a gay person oh my god well that's a hundred <laughs> the end and because not only would i recommend this to people i already know are gay i'd recommend mm. this to some people to become gay death gay okay, becomes right. them is what i because this movie just if you there is no this movie kicks you out of the closet. If you're laughing during the, that songbird number, you're gay. If you're <laughs> siding with these two uh, bitter rivals and you and you relate to this frenemy, <laughs> you're gay. And mm -hmm. I mean, if you can even fathom the idea of, of building a whole third act around trying to maintain Bruce Willis as someone in your life, you're gay. If you want Bruce Willis to be in your life that bad, you like men, you're gay. I would show this to everybody. A hundred. A hundred. John. I'll give it a 90. A 90. So you'd recommend The Lost Boys more. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Why not a hundred, yeah. John? What's what's the hesitation? What would you... I think because 
while I do think everyone's great, I think they're like better Meryl Streep performances, better Goldie Hawn performance. Like there's like another movie I would say like, oh, if you haven't seen Devil Wears Prada or Death Becomes Her, Devil Wears Prada. If you haven't seen, um, uh, I don't know, like Private Benjamin or Death Becomes Her, I'd say Private Benjamin. You know what I mean? Like so in all I would those say cases, Death Becomes Her over Devil Wears Prada because really? Devil Wears Prada has uh, all of Andy's friends and uh they're a real bummer they really suck all the life i, I get i totally get that but i feel like for as far as meryl street performances go miranda Priestley ranks higher than this character than but i'm not talking about Mer just meryl street it's the totality of the Ooh. film john the totality okay, that's of the fine film. i still think i would still go prada over death becomes her but uh, i'm biased because i was once in a musical parody of devil wears prada <laughs> So yeah. this is true. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also going to give it 100, giving it an average of 96.67. Wow. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, all right. So now we're into the wheel category. So this is all the categories that our previous guests have brought in. We put them on a wheel. We're going to spin it uh, four times. And whatever category comes up, we're going to randomly judge it on that merit. And then at the end, you will add a category. Great. So, so there is an opportunity that one of these randomly chosen categories tanks tanks the, the overall score very much so. it is true it is possible fair and our first category is caper music well caper there's music. a lot of caper music oh, I would there say. is a lot of caper music uh, this this i have to, now i am biased only because i love sound movie scores that's like my favorite mm -hmm. thing about movies and i think that because this movie hinders on plans not so much a caper in the sense of stealing stuff but because right, so right. much of this movie is like we have to accomplish this objective and it and mm. alan silvestri is the one composing all the music i i go 100 because you can hum this music if i were walking to get something in a sneaky way i would go like i would do the music so like i go sure, full, sure. i go 100 for caper music alan silvestri is still working he just did avengers endgame Portal. I mean, he's, he's the man. Very popular caper. track. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I will also give it a hundred. Wow. In part because this category comes from nine to five, specifically the caper of them oh. trying to steal the body out of the hospital. And since there is a taking a body out of a hospital caper in this movie as well to honor the inspiration, I will go a hundred. Wow. So, okay. Uh, I'm going to go 90 for caper music, giving <laughs> an average of 96.67. Okay. Wheel category number two. All right, here we go. Gossip. Oh. Well, there's the ladies at the gossip. book party. Like, when, how does she do it? You know? Yes, ladies at the book party. The people at the theater, the negative yes. theater, theater <laughs> yes. chatters, people are leaving. A lot of gossip, a lot of rumors. The, the, one of the first things Goldie Hawn tells uh, Bruce Willis is she mentions, you know, that Madeline has been flaunting her lovers all over town. And he right. goes, you heard about that? And she says, everyone right. has. So the whole city <laughs> of Beverly Hills has been talking. So if we're talking rumors... And we have to imagine that for however long Liesel's been holding, doing this thing, right. enterprising this, the whole concept of adding new members is rumors and gossip. You have to gossip in order to be like, like a I know. Secret society, a secret society. A hundred. You got to go hundred. <laughs> Pretty gossipy. I'm going to go 95. 95. Um, this movie, that gossip came from uh, Topsy Turvy. Correct. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm trying to think. I think Bring It On scored really high on this. So I'm going to I'm gonna do a 90 on this one as well. Okay. Okay. Giving an average of 95. Very nice. Very nice. Wheel category 
number three. Okay, here we go. The male V. The male V. Oh, like the that Apollo is... cut? Yep, you got it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the Apollo cut. I've never heard that before. I've heard of a Caesar cut, like George Clooney had on ER. No, I, no, but I'm do, old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that's We've got the Dakota. That thing's called. Meryl Definitely Street's got Dakota. Dakota. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got the, I think, you you got some of the boys have that Tom, but, Dick, and Harry. Are, yeah. yeah, I mean they're definitely. But they were wearing people. like they were dressed like. Um, some of them had the like, wrestlers. The you know what I mean? Like nineteen like fifties wrestlers. Yeah, some of they them were, didn't have. I almost feel like for the male V though they were too beefy almost to have that. Yeah, male v. I think Dakota might be the. It's only all one Dakotas doing the heavy yeah. lifting. Yeah. And he had it though. But he did have. He did have it. So now are we? Are, is it, though? Is is the male V? Is the is the percentage a a rating of degree or frequency? I would say so. Like a hundred okay. might be into like the magic blue. mic, magic or mic, like or something. Magic okay. mic. So I mean, I think it is a combination yeah. of amount and impact. Oh, you, know what well, I mean? like you would say like a Brad Pitt and Thelma and Louise. Ooh. That's gonna score very high, even yeah. though it's one scene. Interesting. I would have said. Oh, that that caveat of one scene is why you brought that up. Because Brad Pitt in like Fight Club is. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, it's, like it's all you get. You almost want to be like, can we get another letter than V? Because this is too much. <laughs> um, so for that, I got to ding. I got to ding it because there isn't that much. There's a, If only one character is really presenting it. So I'm going to go 40. 40. Uh, I'll go 40 as well. That's what I was going to go too before oh you even goodness. said it. Like, given an average of 40 in the male V. The that male V is from terms, 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 terms of, of endearment. endearment. Oh. Okay, here we go. Rye smiles. Rye smiles. Um, mm-hmm. Is that in another way of saying like kind of sarcastic? Like, like what? What does that really mean? Like a knowing yeah. smile is like another. Like oh, like I, I would... know something you don't know. Oh yeah. Guess what? Hundred. Because I mean, <laughs> every scene with Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn, they're smiling, knowing either I'm yes. plotting to kill mm-hmm. you or. I took a potion. It, like, yes, I'm going to go 100 aggressively. I know I could probably give it an 80, but I'm going to – I'll give it an 85. How about that? That's my, that's my fair assessment, an 85. There's a lot of saying really rude things to each other while smiling. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'll go 85 as well. That feels, 85. That feels fair. It does feel fair. I'm also going to go 85. Give her an average oh, of 85. That. Bingo. All right, okay. Lucas, the time has come for you to add a category. Okay, so I was torn between a couple. Am I only mm, supposed okay. to announce one, or can I well, discuss? Well, you can say we can de- we can debate and discuss. Okay, we might love so, your first one. So yeah. the the three that I wanted to play with. So the the I'll go in in order of worst mm. to my favorite. The okay. worst one was just like does this does the movie uh, feature two female two or more female leads over the age of forty. That's usually a pretty gay. Okay. Um, yeah, you're probably sure. gonna lean into a gay movie, and I was like, okay, that's too. That that could be any movie could give you that. Then I said, is at the center of the movie a bitter lifelong rivalry, and then I was like, okay, that could be yeah. a fun one. Okay. But then okay. I realized the one I want to use is are are two or more actors, and in this I think it's four <laughs> actively acting with themselves in a mirror. Because this movie has 
so many scenes in which people are delivering lines to themselves in mirrors, Into looking mirror. in, looking at themselves <laughs> in mirrors. Like the majority of this film is shot where we're getting action that we think is happening, but we're actually seeing it in a mirror, which is something that's that mirrors. Mirror acting. Mi- mirror, mirror acting. Mirror Street. Is, is, mirror. Is, <laughs> mirror, mirror Street. Mirror Street. Just rubs off the tongue. So I would, if we're going to simplify it, I, I like would that. say... Uh, okay. Are, are, do mirrors play a huge part in the movie? Are they a big motif in the movie? Mirrors. Okay. Um, Which then I'm giving it 100, if I can offer, if that counts towards the... Sure. Sure, absolutely. Because... So what do you want to people, say? Mirror people mo- have gamed the, have gamed the system harder than yeah. you are right now. Don't you worry. <laughs> I'm trying really hard to be fair. Um, so are mirrors. we saying motifs of mirrors? Mirror motif. Mirror motif. Mirror motif. I knew mirror motif. She uh, had some great mm-hmm. disco songs in the '70s. First of all, mirror motif or like Miss Mirrors or mirror. That's just there's a couple drag queens that you could do. Just literally, your whole drag queen is just you wearing two full. Standing mirrors. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so you're giving it a hundred for I'm mirror. I'm giving play. it a hundred for mirror play. <laughs> Fair enough. John, what are you uh, gonna give it? I'll give it a uh I mean it's not entirely in mirrors, so I'll give it a ninety. <laughs> ninety. I mean, is this Snow White and the Seven Dwarves? No, it's not. You know oh, what I mean? so to sure, me, sure. that would be the hundred. Really? Um, so I will give this a ninety-two. In That's fair. <laughs> I mean, if one shattered at some point. But in a way, isn't yeah, every sure. movie kind a of fun house mirror, mirror up somehow. to society in some ways? Not yes, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now we are into the bonus category. So for dun, these, dun, we're going to score dun, dun. them on zero to 10%. Okay. And we still take the average. So the first uh, bonus category is makeover montage. Oh, how hard are makeovers. you guys? There are makeovers, but there's no montage. The only montage is the murder plan. That's true. Um, there are makeovers. I mean, that scene where like Meryl, like I'm gonna give it some points for like her butt rising, her tits right, getting right. higher. Sure. You know what I mean? That's like so fun. And that happens in a mirror, and it does <laughs> happen in a mirror. Um, there are makeovers more than there are montages of makeovers. So for that, Thank I have you. to Thank ding you. it. So I'm gonna give it a six. A six. I'll give it a four. A four. Yeah, I'm also gonna give it a four. A lot of makeovers. Um, all right, give it an average of 4.867. All right, next one. Cheerworthy cameos. I need to know how you're defining cameo versus like persons in the movie. A cameo has to be, for our purposes, but one appearance, like one scene. So like at first I was like, oh, maybe Isabel, Isabella Rossellini had one big scene, but then it was when I was like, oh, no, she's she's in it a lot more. Okay. But I think you could say, you could say Sydney that the-, Pollack. the in, Absolutely. Sydney Pollack, you could say the impersonators in that one scene. You know what I mean? Oh, the, sure. Count. sure. Andy Warhol, Marilyn. Am right. I the only one who got really excited with the, uh, I had to look at Elena Reed Hall as a psychologist. She was on Sesame Street. Yes, from Street. Sesame Street. I remember yep. no, her. She was on my list too. Okay. And Follow That Bird. Mm-hmm. Okay. And also Mary Ellen Trainer was she, the sister yes. of Ernest Klein. She's the police yeah. psychologist in Lethal Weapon. And I yes. always like seeing her show up. She's great. And so then all, it, we got oh, Elvis, then, you know what I mean? We okay, got all those right. like ten. Elvis, James Dean. I give it a, a ten. Ten. <laughs> ten. Fuck it. I'll give it a because those aren't actually those people. Not that I'm digging it for not having Elvis in their movie, um, <laughs> but uh, I'll say I'll give it a five. Ooh. A five. 
That seems painfully low to me. I think this is a 10. <laughs> like, there are, like, cameos you're meant to go, like, hey, it's they're meant to be that person. That's fun. Mm-hmm. The whole well, thing I'm still he, digging he them he for drives, cutting Tracy Oldman. That's you fair. You gotta get over he it. He drives <laughs> off in James Dean's car. Sure. But that Tracy Ullman ending was, like, a happy ending. Like, it, that seems wrong for this movie. Well, I get her to say something else. <laughs> <laughs> we can't. She commits to the text. <laughs> mm. All right. Uh, next category. Pool trouble. Uh, yeah, ten pool trouble. There's, there's definitely pool trouble, and I would say one of the major scenes is really more of a fountain. But fountains and pools are still the same thing to me. But the whole climax of the movie is pool. Like, there's (laughs) she's swimming in a pool. He falls into a fucking pool. It saves his life, and then that fountain. She gets blown into a body of water that's you could swim in if you want. So I'm gonna give it nine for pool trouble. Madeline also has trouble with the pool boy. And there it is. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah, su- I'll go nine as well. Were we supposed to assume that he's living in the, he's doing that in the pool house? I or- think so. That, that was the implication. Okay. That's the betrayal. That's fair. Yeah, on her property. Ouch. Oh, yeah. Kato yeah. Kalen would never. Mm. <laughs> uh, wow, that's pre Kato. That predates Cato yeah. by two years. This is pre-Cato. Wow. But I'm sure people knew about Cato back. They knew of pool boys. They know. Yeah. Sure. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> All right. Next category. Witches. How witchy is death becomes her? Isabella uh, Rosalina. I mean, Pretty witchy. She uses the word potion. They're, the word potion is thrown around <laughs> yeah. a lot. They don't say you took the, you know, there's not another word for it. They you literally say potion. So for that reason, the whole movie, it's 10. Because the whole movie a is ten. not a witch. <laughs> so not a I'm going to give it a nine because there's not a pointy hat or a cauldron. Ooh. Okay, John. <laughs> you basic bitch. <laughs> uh, I'm also going to give it a nine, but not for that reason. Oh, okay. <laughs> what are your reasons, Mark? You very complex, evolved human being. Um, I don't know. It's not like pure evil witch. I don't know. It's like, that got to have somewhere to go. Mm. Sure, sure. Okay. But she's pretty witchy. It's not mm-hmm. Hocus Pocus. She is, no, in a, thank God. Talk about a boring movie. Um, am I crazy? Hocus Pocus, the movie, is boring. It's right? not a great movie. It's, it's fun, a little wonky. It's, it's wonky. It's also one of those like I didn't see until like five years ago. So maybe it's like oh, similar both. You saw that well, kid. It was fun. That's yeah. why. Yeah. If you didn't see that, if you didn't see it as a kid first, then that movie's going to be garbage right. if right. you only saw it as an adult. It's going to make no sense. That's yeah. why when I was like reunited from the child I gave up for adoption as an older person, <laughs> I couldn't care less about him. <laughs> okay. All right. The next category, gay actors playing gay roles. Well, no. I looked up Chagall. Is he gay? He's not, he's not no. gay, but he did publish a book of film reviews called Withering Slights. <laughs> so he's gay adjacent. So, he's gay adjacent. Uh, I'm uh, saying maybe he's not... He's not not gay? I don't know. Sure. I I mean... That he wouldn't leave I... a room if a penis came out, is what you're saying. Oh. I mean, if you are, you're uh, the anti-Mike Pence, I think. Maybe. <laughs> Rest in peace. Um, <laughs> I'm just guessing. Oh, Maybe. that's knows? right. Maybe. I forgot. We're not... It's, it's, from it's the November past. 4th. <laughs> yeah. Happy trails, Mike Pence. Maybe? <laughs> um, I have to... I mean, zero... There's no zero. There's no yeah, I'll have to go zero as well. But luckily, in the bonus round, if you get a zero, it doesn't penalize you. It's just you don't oh, get okay. bonus points. Yeah, then it's just um, zero. Yeah, that is a zero for me as well. All right, next category. Themes of mothers. So this is a real stretch 
but I'm going to try and get it. It's going to have to be. Um, (laughs) Because Liesel is giving people life, that is what mothers do. So the theme of mothering, she is a mother in a macabre way to all of those people. So she has a lot of children who bear the Liesel insignia. So for that reason, I give it a seven. You did say this would be a stretch. And it's a stretch. <laughs> this is very and you're much giving a stretch. it a seven. A seven. <laughs> I mean, I'll say this. If this were aliens, then the, I'd give it a ten. But it's not. Sure. Because that alien, the queen is the alien, the queen is laying eggs. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a mom. And, and Ellen Ripley is a, is a surrogate sure. mom. But for so this, if this movie had actual mother characters, you would rate it a ten. <laughs> I would, I would, but since well, it doesn't, it's only a seven. <laughs> well, she's a she's a she is a spiritual mother to all of them. And I see. Yes, in Mama, that, in that, that song, kind of I see me. She calls herself actress, mother. So in the play, she's a mother. The character she's played in Sweet Bird of Youth is a mother. So for that heavy. Yeah. So okay, a six. You, I'll ding it, I'll ding it, I'll ding it. Well, after that impassioned argument, I will give it a 0. 0.5. 0. 0.5. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it a zero. I feel like this movie is not about motherhood. <laughs> but I appreciate your passion. I try. All right, next category, dramatic smoking. Well, the only thing I noticed was like when she burns the price of the potion is kind of, and also when she takes the thing off the potion, there's like mm. a smoky effect. So dramatic smoke, not dramatic, dramatic smoke. smoke. Sure. Right. What are you, where are you? Because if we're going smoke in, there's low, almost, there's almost yeah. none, like zero. <laughs> right. Yeah. You would think if you could live forever, you'd smoke all, like who cares exactly. at that yeah. point, you know? Yeah. But this movie was made in the 90s and that's when you started to stop being able to smoke, right? Right. I think that's that's <laughs> correct. So what are you going to give it, Lucas? I gave Did it a say? zero. A zero. I'll go zero yeah. as well, unfortunately. I am also going to go zero. All right, the last category in the bonus round. Quips. How quippy is Death Becomes Her? This movie is incredibly quippy. There's a lot of... There's no... I, I'll, but I'm still not going to give it a perfect score. So I'm going to give it an eight. <laughs> And because in my metric, the quippiest movie of all time to me that I would offer up would be like Adam's Family or Adam's Family Values, yes. where it's just yeah. like quip, quip, quip. That's not this movie. One-liners across the yeah, board. Yeah, this is more like every once in a while someone just says a real sharp, funny barb. So it's more barby than quippy. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving it an eight. An eight. Yeah, I'm going to give it um, give it a six. A six. The Lost Boys has better one-liners mm-hmm. than Death Becomes Her. <laughs> How you have fallen, John. <laughs> Whereas I am going to give it an eight. The same uh, score I gave okay. Death Becomes Her. Wow. Lost Boys. Um, I think it's pretty quippy. Like, now a warning? I mean, that's oh, yeah. I, I think it's all about that, though. Like, to me, that's the line. You can't give him any character or depth. People have to recognize him. Could you just not breathe? At least lie quickly. Quickly. I'm a girl. Mm. Uh, just once, <laughs> won't you let me enjoy the moment? I can see right through you. Get your head on. Oh, straight. yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Quips, quips. That's, that's some pretty funny. David Kep. Killing it. <laughs> David Quip. Ooh, um, it was right there, Lucas. It was, it was right, right there. there. <laughs> he did Death Becomes Her and Spider-Man. I mean, the versatility. Didn't he also do right. Jurassic Park? That's right. Maybe. Yeah. Dean wow. Cundy. 
Dean Cundy. He has a he has a ha- talent for cold-blooded man-eaters. <laughs> All right. We are now into the iconic categories. So we are back to scoring to 0 to 100. These are kind of umbrella categories that all these other categories can fit under. So these are broader categories. So the first one, on a scale of 0 to 100, how would you rate Death Becomes Her in homoeroticism? Um, now that's, I have to ask a clarifying question. Sorry. Homoeroticism. <laughs> okay. I know, I mean, I know, I know. Um, homoeroticism in in the sense of just literally men having sex with each other, there being or ladies men, and or ladies. ladies. Could be okay. ladies and ladies. Then, then I show, I just showed my uh, male <laughs> wow. chauvinistic, heteronormative, homonormative bullshit. I apologize, ladies. Okay. It's all right. Well, if that's the case, it is very homoerotic because at the core is these two women who clearly are in a weird sexualized <laughs> frenemy situation. That's true. I'm not going to go sure, full sure. hundred, but um, mm. I probably like seventy. It's definitely like a love-hate relationship yeah. between the two yeah. of them. There's something there. It's it's it's, it's not erotic. It's not homosexual. <laughs> they're never gonna have sex with each other, but their love and weird like Obsessed. oh kiss their obsession yeah. is is very high. So I'll go 75, 80. Well, I need a specific one. <laughs> Seventy nine. Seventy nine. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna have to go a lot lower for this one. I can't. I can't see a world in which you're like trying to set a mood, and you're like, "Let's watch a little Death Becomes Her and sees what happens." Uh, so I'm gonna have to give it. I mean, there's a flashes of man candy, although also you have Isabella Rossellini wearing nothing but a necklace. Uh, so I'll give it. But a, that's not necessarily gonna, homoerotic. Just like seeing a a woman showing off her body like that would make just, Roadhouse homoerotic, which it is. Which now that is, I think about okay, it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Um, but not because yeah, I'll give ladies. it a I'll give it a fifteen. Fifteen, yeah. There's also Madeline does have that weird kiss with where she kisses Helen on the cheek. Yeah, oh, right. That, like lingers a little longer. It's a real power mm-hmm. move. Nope. I'm gonna give it a twelve. I do not Ooh, think there's I, a lot of homoeroticism. I anyway. ruined that one. Yeah. Give it an average of thirty five point thirty three, which is about five times higher than Mermaid seven point sixty seven. That wow. hate crime wow. in the movie. <laughs> oh. All right, we're going to make up some points here, though. I think over the top wardrobe. A hundred. A hundred. So many games. Well, I did. I looked up. I was like, who's the costume designer of this? And it's Joanna Johnston, who's also done a ton of like Spielberg Zemeckis. She's did, like Indiana Jones, Symbol of Doom, Color Purple, Hellraiser. Oh, so, she, so then she knows a yeah. thing or two about over the top yeah. costuming. Forrest Gump, <laughs> how to catch your eye. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isabella Rosalini's beads alone. Yeah. Amazing. It's just like gay, over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, so much of the so much of the clothing they're wearing is used in the special effects that it just makes mm-hmm. it an over the top experience. So I go, I go. Like the black leotard with like that pink mesh jacket right. she wears. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, you, you'll not forget the things they're wearing when the they. The robe she yeah. was wearing. She wears a body bag for a scene. So it's like. <laughs> yeah. And true. she looks great. And she it cuffs <laughs> up. It, it almost mi- it mirrors um, Isabella Rosalini's big yeah. like, Cobra-esque thing. True. So it's over and the top what clothes. Tom, Dick, and Harry are wearing is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. The chorus boys. Yeah. Yeah. Those bellhops. A hundred. You know, and also, this did inspire a drag race challenge. Bingo. There's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go 95. 95. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go 100. I mean, I think the facts are all there. Um, giving it an average of 98.33. Oh. 
And then finally, Lucas, on a scale of zero to 100, how campy is Death Becomes Her? <laughs> I mean, I think you go 100 for that because it's pretty, it is, it might be like more leaning into the dark camp, but it's still incredibly sure. tonally goofy. There's not a yes. single moment of this movie that takes itself seriously. It knows what it is from the beginning to the end. It's fucking campy. There's um, no actual horror in a body horror movie, which to me makes it really campy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm not you. You don't get scared when you no. see her get shot or her neck gets right. mad. It's just it's funny. So immediately, and the characters it's themselves are more annoyed or embarrassed. <laughs> by it. They're not like they're not. They're never worried about. Oh they're my like god, trauma happening. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean when the when she goes my ass, Ernest, <laughs> I can see my yeah. ass. That's your reaction <laughs> to having your neck. The, the, like yeah, it's it's campy, a hundred camp, a hundred. I'm gonna go ninety five because again you cut out Tracy Ullman. Fair. I mean, you're gonna have a problem with a lot of movies. <laughs> if they don't point. cast her in the first place, I wouldn't mind it. <laughs> uh, all right, I got a quick list of campy things I noticed. People hating a Broadway show, an actual feather boa, the disco breakdown in that opening number, aging actresses, being married to a plastic surgeon, eating cake frosting straight out of the tub, <laughs> everyone in your support group being sick of hearing about Madeline, your psychologist fat shaming you, getting breakfast <laughs> in bed served to you on a white wicker tray, <laughs> telling your friend what, in, what insults people are saying about you and your hometown. And by the way, John, did you notice this was another movie that had the audacity to imply that no one should be proud of being from New Jersey, getting rained on at your lowest moment, following a spring, seducing a man by repeating the word sex, getting jewelry from a witch, California divorce laws, a montage showing a murder plan, being called a bad actress as the ultimate insult, admitting you thought your friend was cheap, sneaking around a mansion, Bruce Willis having fun is fun, thinking your body horror is embarrassing, sitting in the back row of the funeral, and finally, the living dead in Beverly Hills. Oh, well done, sir. <laughs> Quite a I'm going to give it a hundred for, I think this is pretty, this is camp. There's not a sincere moment in this entire, <laughs> All right. <laughs> which is why I like it. And then finally we are into the crown jewels. Ah. So these categories, it's all or nothing. So we all have to agree on what it is. There's no, uh, sure. you know, degree or percentage. It's yes or no. And the first one, a 15% bonus for a positive portrayal of homosexuality. Now, I love this movie, but I don't no. think it's so. Yeah, no. don't, yeah, it doesn't really portray it. So It doesn't even have a positive portrayal of Broadway. It's not like they didn't even say, let's go see that other show. They just It's yeah. as if they walked out and never saw theater again. Mm-hmm. It did mm-hmm. make me think like, oh, what were like the tackiest shows of like the seventies? You know what I mean? I wish in some ways, I wish we could revisit them, mm. but they don't exist. I'm sure. I can't. I don't know anything about it. All right. Um, and then finally, negative fifty percent. If this is the movie Boat Trip, this is not the movie Boat Trip. So it will not be penalized fifty percent of its points. There it is. All right, Lucas. That is it. We are at the end. We have we have finished. So how yeah. now that we've gone through it, how do you think you did? Do you do you still maintain I, your I, previous opinion? I think this cracked the top five pretty hardcore. John, what do you think? Uh, I think it's very possible that it is in the top five. 
Well, I'll tell you exactly how it did right. right now. Out of a total possible 2,673.89 points, Death Becomes Her has scored 2,324.22 points, giving it a percentage of 86.92, making it the second oh! gayest movie oh! of all time. Look at that! Not as gay as Female Trouble, but gayer than The Lost Boys. Wow, look at that. Good job. <laughs> oh, man. I had a feeling wow. that might be the case. Yes. That could happen. Now we just need a movie with actual homoeroticism. I mean, <laughs> yeah. there it is. Can I, I be honest? Female trouble. I'm yes. going yeah. to say this. Um, it's so awesome. I'm going to gas you guys up. It's so awesome this podcast <laughs> you guys are doing because even though it's fun and competitive, what, but it actually is deconstructing how little – there are movies that actually just <laughs> say, fuck it, let's lean in and tell a, a story where there's right? gayness, and it's not the movie. Um, so something I'm cur- <laughs> a movie I'm currently working on writing, I think I can't, I really want to be the first guest, maybe, that gets to come back with their own gay movie. Oh, that'd be amazing. Oh, sure, that'd be fun. And we can, and we can yes. put it to the test. That would so. be thrilling. <laughs> Who knows what categories we'll have then. <laughs> That's well. Thanks. That implies it's going to be like two more years of podcast episodes. Well, I didn't mean that. No, wow, John! Fair. Way to burst a bubble. I mean, who knows what reality will be when this podcast that's comes out? True. <laughs> uh, that's true. Yeah. That the, the oh. so that's that would be a huge dream to be able to actually have a movie that delights in how gay it is with that <laughs> not, boxes. with That'd it be not great. being. Like this is a movie that's just about being gay. It's not that, right, right, right. It's not no uh, AIDS. you know Edge of Seventeen and like mm-hmm. and, and no AIDS. It's <laughs> not Philadelphia. Companion. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you so much. You crushed it, Luke. You brought in a fantastic movie, even though John hates it. Um, is there (laughs) clearly you can tell by my scores? Yeah, is there anything you would like to plug, promote, or shill for at this time? At this time, the only thing I'd like to shill is provided uh, we're not currently out in the streets setting fires to local businesses out of (laughs) election rage. Um, go on Amazon and please, please someone watch American (laughs) princess. It's the little show that lifetime did not give a fair shake to. And it's a, it's a pretty, uh, if you want to talk about like, it's not very gay, but it is very adjacent because it's, it's about a Ren fair. And that means, that means people in costumes (laughs) speaking in, in accents and, and, Flouncing. Um, and just being, yeah, flouncing <laughs> about. Flouncing. So, uh, yes, go to Amazon and try and, for the sake of anything, give that show a little extra boost. And it'll help residuals in these dark Absolutely. times. Absolutely. All right. Which you're going to need for bail after setting all these things on fire. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let's. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Oh uh, God, fantastic guest, fantastic movie. You've been yeah, a so great treat and a dream. And... We'll be be right back. We're back. What a fun movie. That was a fun and fun guest. Second week in a row, we got someone slips into the number two spot. That's pretty shake-ups are happening. And rightfully so. I feel like they're happening in the the larger world as well. (laughs) I mean, hopefully they're positive Mm shakeups. Yes, indeed. Who knows what is happening right now? It's it's tough to know. It is tough to know. What's not tough to know 
is that we got a comment on Instagram. Oh, let's hear it. This is from She Louise from okay. our Midsummer episode. She All says, right. uh, she missed the sister in the trees. Well, don't feel bad about it. Anyways, the runic <laughs> symbols embroidered in the clothing were total witchy vibes. Thank you. Um, she also loved how many times we said Midsummer was said. It's <laughs> because it's actually pronounced with the same emphasis as in English, Midsummer. And then she says, sorry, I'll go sew myself into a bear suit right now. No, don't do that. So it's midsummer, not midsummer. midsummer. But isn't it more right. fun to say midsummer? It's more fun. Sure, why not? We can and who back. am I to like? We could make fun of the Swedish culture, right? They're just white people. Who cares? <laughs> are they? A, are they? A, you know, a marginalized Paley's. community? No, not on this podcast. They're not. They have IKEA. <laughs> they're doing fine in America. They're doing just fine. Uh, yeah. Well, so I thought, uh, but I do think like good for Robert Zemeckis. You know what I mean? Like, because he's yeah. made, he's a very obviously a very straight guy. But I thought he availed of, of all like these movies. I feel like he's availed himself pretty well as a straight guy for handling a campy because the performances are great. And I think you got to credit right. the director for that. It's not just the actors. Oh, absolutely. I think that again. I feel to me the, what just falls short about this whole movie was just the the structure of it, and that it just felt sort of like a little. I think Not it's the case of the places. more times you watch it, the less you care about that stuff. Possibly. You know what I'm I mean? Sure. <laughs> After a while, you're like, mm -hmm. I don't, it doesn't, that's not why I'm watching <laughs> Death Becomes yeah, yeah, Her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Twist <laughs> your neck again. Yeah. No. Oh, it didn't all come together at the end. But actually, I think it does all come together at the end because they fall apart. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, if you, uh, what do you think? Do you think, uh, what is Meryl Streep's most iconic performance? Is it, Divorce product. I didn't say in terms of iconic. Know. I you didn't can say... uh, email us at 20queens, twooldqueens.gmail.com. <laughs> oh, oh, really? You're twi I'm twisting your words? All yeah. right, keep going. <laughs> I did not say this is a more iconic performance. I said mm, I would be more sure, likely sure. to recommend this to gay people than Death okay. Becomes Her. All right, okay. Fine. Okay, wow, you're a great um, lawyer. <laughs> I would be. I think so. Thank you. Um, uh, you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Two Old Queens, T W O Old Queens. You can follow me on Letterboxd, where I maintain the current rankings, which are now constantly shifting. Ah, oh, so exciting. You can't get a, uh, just like uh, America itself. Yeah, you can't rest. Turmoil. Everywhere you look. going to happen week to week. We uh, actually you can... don't know what's going to happen next week. We don't know what the movie is next week. We don't week. know what the movie is yet, but we'll let you know. Uh, you can also, if you want, buy merch. We've got a lot of merch at Tee Public, a lot of fun stuff. Uh, artwork by uh, Mike Lloyd. Uh, you can get uh, whatever you want, a notebook, a onesie, a T-shirt, a hoodie. Uh, check that out. And 40% uh, uh, of our proceeds go to uh, are going to the Okra Project. And also we have a, a Patreon. So if you want to hear us talk about more stuff, we just finished up our series of figuring out the gayest nightmare in Elm Street movie. And then we got a lot more fun ideas. So it's over Patreon, just two old queens. We're calling it the retirement plan. There you go. That's, That's it. all we got. Thank you for listening. I hope everyone is staying safe. Everyone is safe and happy in all this time. Is it a new day in America? Who knows? Who knows? Fingers crossed. Here's hoping. Here's hoping. Thanks, right. everybody. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs> Now it's time for credits. We got music by Danny Cohen. Artwork by Connie Shin. And special thanks to Alex Arche and Mike Rennie. Bye. Bye. We didn't get that right. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello 
Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.